to go with more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Well, that snuck up on us just a little bit. What do you know? Welcome into the show on a, what is today, Thursday? Yes, indeed it is. Welcome in to the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance Agents. I'm Matt. Beaver is here. We've got the whole gang. You can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be today. Uh, give me a call. Shoot us a text on the country, please, and text line. Or heck, I, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily mean this literally, but still, it's kind of like we should m- mention that. I mean, feel free to just stop by <laughs> because that's what happened yesterday. We um, had a treat towards the end of yesterday's show. It was more bully who just popped in, just popped into the studio. And like, I didn't even know it. Next thing you know, I heard him on the microphone over there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, feel free to do that too. Just get on in here. The more the merrier and however you can be a part of the show. Well, uh, glad to have you. What, Beef? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me stop you right there, Matt Wyatt. <laughs> Don't be opening the freaking floodgates <laughs> here, man. I wondered that, about that, yeah. That more bully visit was premeditated, partner. Okay, I see. So it wasn't just a thing where he just popped in on you. Yeah, we we had talked about it. Okay. But I knew, I says to myself, I says, this could open the floodgate. <laughs> and okay. then, and 24 then... <laughs> hours later, Matt Wyatt just puts it out there. Yeah, just show up at the studio. Feel free. <laughs> Our door's always Doesn't, open. <laughs> AKA, doesn't affect me. Just go, go get in Beaver's face. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <clears throat> it's like it's like somebody else is throwing a party and you invite your own friends to it. You know, mm-hmm. or, or you invite yourself. Yeah, I, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> this this is Beaver's place of work. <laughs> See, yeah, and this is what we run into. PT for MSU. He texts me on the country please and text line and goes, "I'll be there in ten, Beef." <laughs> See, now we, he's fine. Okay, you're fine. Right, yeah, flood, now, oh, floodgates are open for PT for MSU. <laughs> right. <clears throat> okay, but it, it was, so you did know, you had pre-notice that uh, more bullet was going to stop by. That's good. Anyway, it was fun. It was fun to have him on the show yesterday. Yeah. Uh, did he, And he brought you food? Or, oh, it was candy. That's what it was. <laughs> he brought me, <laughs> you know what, this may even be better than actually because he didn't go, like, specifically get me candy to bring. Yeah. He gave me what was left of the candy he was eating, which, uh, you know, when you first think, when you first say that, one side to look at it is, oh, well, he just picked up something that was sitting in his truck and gave it to me. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> no, because that was a candy that he went and bought that he was eating, and he gave me the rest of it. I look at it in a different way. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, he wanted that candy, right? And he gave half of it to me, so I, I like that move. <laughs> that may mean that may mean more than actually going to stop and get something specifically to bring to somebody, right? Yeah, it might do it. It's always a possibility with him. I think he is a very giving person. 
Now, if he'll just make us some of that chili and give that to us, then we're, then we're really in business. Now, I hear he's a good chili cook. So wherever you are, more bully, we're talking about you. The topic at the end of the show yesterday and the topic at the beginning of the show today. And you can be a top. Well, you can also get in on the conversation about whatever topic here on the show today. As I mentioned, text me on the country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage. The number to text, 885-3776. Got it? 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember that number to text is 885-ESPN. Got it? Just text that number. You can also call me on the... Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. It means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else right here at Divinity. Hey, Beeve, so the new phone number, the three digits. Let me see if I get this right. Is it 867 Close. What well, it's a You're thinking <laughs> Yeah, what you've done here is you've associated <laughs> with eight six seven five three oh nine. Yeah. I had a note card, see, that I and it has gotten misplaced that I had the number where I could look at it until I had it remembered. And I'm having one of those senior moments. Okay, so it's not eight six seven, it's eight eight seven six. Eight nine seven. Oh, eight nine Only seven. One number off. <laughs> I was in the ballpark. All right, so the new number is 897-1059. The 1059 is the same. It's a 601 number. But if you want to call and let us hear your voice, I hope you do. It's a 601 number, 897. Got it. 897-1059. Repeat after me. 897-1059. So feel free to give us a shout. Grumpy text the show. He says, Beaver, you can relax. Grumpy will not be stopping by. Merry Christmas. Maybe I'll maybe next week. <laughs> well, see, okay, Grumpy's fine too. Grumpy can come as well. Yeah. PT for MSU is good. Grumpy's okay. good. Okay. So this really is about people that you already know that you can trust. Yeah. Well, I've never actually met Grumpy. Okay. Before. But he but he left gifts for you. He did. See, I mean, nice guy. He's already laid the groundwork. Come on back, bring some gifts. <laughs> Anytime. That'd be great. Louvier texts the show <clears throat> on the country pleasing text line. He says, I know more bully. He says he did not give Beaver the candy that he still wanted. He gave the part of the candy he didn't want. Like the muffin stump. <laughs> now that <laughs> now that is a fantastic reference right there. <laughs> The Muffin Stump. <clears throat> Tip of the cap to Seinfeld. Great, iconic episode. Um, now, he does have a point. He says, uh, Louvier says, big, huge, professional tackle football game tonight. Feels like a playoff game. Ooh, it's a big enough. It's finally, I mean, a Thursday night game that feels like a huge game, and it is. Saints and those <laughs> Rams. Yep, those Rams, Saints-Rams. And don't you think for one minute Saints fans like Louvier have let that water go under the bridge and just forgotten about several years ago. And it 
at the game in, <laughs> in New Orleans, the travesty that was the officiating in that particular game. Signed, Go Saints from Louvier. Yeah, big game tonight. Uh, looking forward to that one for sure. Uh, Grumpy Texas back, and he said, Beaver, um, he said, Grumpy only comes with goodies. So, like, if he's coming by, he's going to be bringing stuff. Now, Kenny don't call me Ken with pictures to back up why he's excited. He uh, he texts me a woo, but it's not like a Ric Flair woo. It's like one of these, woo! That's what that is. <laughs> it's a picture of he is somewhere where they are serving on the food line uh, some country-pleasing sausage of several different kinds. And he, he may be there at Country Meat Packers in Florence. I can't quite tell from you know the location, but that's some good food in front of him. I know that much. And he has stocked up on some black pepper and cheddar sausage from Country Please. And that's what I'm on right now. I'm making my way through a package of that and through a package of the, the green onion flavor. And, man, it's some kind of good. Yeah. And, and you know, the black pepper, you know, anybody that cooks, you know this. You want to make your house smell like you've been cooking good food, cook something with a lot of black pepper in it and or on it. And the same thing when you cook that sausage, man. And But it's, you know, it's black pepper, but it still has a little bit of a nice little kick to it. I love it. And like I said, it's up there with some of my favorites for sure. Now, here is a question that will kind of get the conversation rolling today maybe. And this is before you even get into Florida State once out of their league. Apparently they've got a meeting set up for tomorrow. Steven out of left field with this one on the country-pleasing text line. It says, Matt, I was just curious if you thought the NIL might cause some problems in the locker room. He said, you know, one guy getting 300000 and the guy two lockers down is getting 50000 Well, okay, you know, maybe so, Stephen, maybe so. Maybe there, for all we know, maybe there already have been some issues. Now, I think where you are, though, in reality, let's say if your hypothetical is is a real situation somewhere where there's a locker room issue because of what one player is making versus what another player isn't making, you know, whatever that case is, because of the structure or the lack thereof, there is no structure. There's no parameters. There's no contracts. There's nothing anybody on the player side of this NIL thing, there's nothing that they really have to abide by other than eligibility rules that the college has, or, you know, or academic eligibility. So they just got to meet certain benchmarks. But what I'm talking about financially, there's no contract. So if that kid who you, you're saying is mad because he's only making $50,000 and the guy on the team's making, you know, six times that amount, well, the kid who's making 50000 knows he's not under contract. Okay, so he can go demand more anytime he wants to. If he feels like he has any leverage at all, even though you, you're saying he's only making $50,000 to play whatever position he's playing on this particular team, whatever his NIL deal is, if he feels like he has any leverage whatsoever, there is literally nothing to stop him or his agent from going and demanding more right now at the threat of getting in a transfer portal. Hey, I realize that you know, you can, he can go and say, hey, look, I know signing day's over and spring practice starts in a week, but I need more money. If I don't get it, I'm hitting the bricks. 
I'm in the transfer portal. I need some cash. And if he thinks he's got the leverage. Okay, so that's one thing about it. Is there's... You know, you can say it's a positive or a negative, but there's, there is no college football or basketball player who, if they feel like they have any leverage they can hold over their own school at all that they want to, if they're upset, they can go do it right now. There's nothing to stop them from doing it because you don't have any structure on it whatsoever other than what I perceive to be kind of the handshake agreements that, that goes with that stuff. Now, the thing is, you know, Stephen, again, here's my impression of it. If it is legit NIL stuff, which you're talking about, name, image, and likeness, you're talking about marketing, advertising, being a spokesperson or a brand ambassador for somebody because you have a name, you have an image, you can sort of drive an audience, and there's some deal out here through the collective where somebody's getting marketing and advertising out of you. Well, that's a little different because there are going to be certain, I would guess, written agreements on that kind of thing. I mean, I, I mean, again, I would guess that there are. But when it's the other kind of NIL, you're calling it NIL. Okay, you say one guy on the team making $300,000. There, are there any kids out there in college football or college basketball or baseball that are making $300,000 in NIL? Well, yes, there are. Lots of them, right? Well, is that the marketing advertising NIL, which is legit, or is it just the pay-for-play NIL? <laughs> which, I mean, that's legit, too, because you don't have any rules. But it ain't NIL marketing advertising. It's pay-for-play, right? Well, if you're getting the $300,000 pay-for-play stuff, there is no written agreement because according to the rules, and even in some cases legally, there can't be a written agreement. Does that make any sense at all? So those kinds of things, if it's pay-for-play stuff, strictly pay-for-play, which majority of it is, then the player who, in your, your case, he's, you're saying hypothetical situation, there's a player making less than a teammate, and he's a bit disgruntled because he's making less. Because there are no rules, because there are no written agreements, because there are no contracts, whatever amount of leverage that player thinks he has, he, there is nothing to stop him from right now, this second, immediately calling up the collective or the coach and holding it over their head saying, I want more money. That is different from any other profession in the world. It's different from any other profession. It's different from the profession you work in, the one I work in. It's different from the NFL. It's different from any other professional league. Players have all the leverage, even what little bit they want, at any time. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. There are no periods of time where they just simply are out of luck if they're unhappy. <laughs> okay? So, so that's the reality on that a little bit. Now, with all of that sort of addressed in the, in the clear picture, okay, here's where that is. I mean, sure, you. I'm just, again, even that's a hypothetical because, sure, there are plenty of guys out there in the college sports world, players who they've got a deal and they agreed to it and they're getting paid and we're calling it NIL, but they're kind of getting paid to be on the team and paid to stay and paid to play. And they are good folks. 
They're good guys. And they're not looking for the next opportunity to hold the coach or the collective's feet to the fire. They actually want to – they're thankful for what they're getting, and they kind of want to live up to it. And, and they're good guys. There are there are thousands of players like that right now in D1. It's just the situation is open to anybody that is unhappy. If they have, think they have some leverage, they don't have to wait on anything. They don't have to wait for a contract to hit a free agency period. They can do whatever they want at any point in time. Now, here's another scenario, Stephen, and and then I'm going to move on to some other texts after this. But this is something that is going to happen. As far as I know, it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen eventually. And and especially if there isn't if there isn't a a breakaway of sorts for the you know sort of the college football playoff level of this thing and those 60 teams break off and they have their own structure and even a pay structure or whatever. If that doesn't happen, the following scenario I'm about to tell you is going to happen at some point. And just like your scenario being a hypothetical, this one is hypothetical for now. There will be a quarterback who will – Let's say it's a big game or a conference championship game, some iconic game, who will throw a game-winning touchdown pass. It might be with time expiring. It'll be an iconic moment. It'll be splattered all over social media. The entire sports world will be talking about it. And that quarterback who threw that pass is going to have a big advertiser, Um you know, a big company, a big brand or something that's going to want to partner with him. They're going to want to sort of exploit all the attention that he's getting for that one play. And they're going to pay that quarterback a lot of money to let them use his name and his image and his likeness to promote their product. And at the same time that that happens, let's say that quarterback's going to get a million dollars because it's one big play and it's so popular. And all this. He's going to get a million dollars. And I promise you this is going to happen. The receiver who caught the pass is not going to be getting any of that attention. And he's not going to be getting a million dollars. And he's going to have his agent slash lawyer in his ear who's going to tell him, man, do you realize he's over there cashing in on this thing? This is your teammate, I know, but he's over there cashing in on this thing, getting a million dollars. And the play doesn't happen unless you catch the ball. I mean, you deserve half of that. That's Half of that is your play. He didn't make the play by himself. And what's going to happen is a teammate is going to sue a teammate. It hadn't happened yet. It's going to happen. I'm not trying to sit here and be some sort of doomsday. I mean, again, it hasn't happened yet. But it will happen. Those kinds of things are going to happen. Unless... The, unless there's some sort of organization, some sort of you know organizing collective effort, there's a pun in there somewhere, and it could be what this deal they're talking about taking you know the top sixty something teams or whatever, breaking it away from any sort of NCAA structure. It becomes a part of the college football playoff, you know, and and that's who runs it, and they have their own sort of pay scale throughout the entire league, and everybody kind of has the same sort of cap, or not necessarily cap, but pay structure, you know, however they want to do that. <clears throat> if they don't do that soon, those are the kinds of scenarios that will happen. And, and you're just, it, it's, it's really not even going out on a limb. 
to say that you will have some of those things happen. It's unfortunate, but it is. And again, if you're just tuning in, you're like, well, why is Matt talking about this? I got a text here on the Country Pleasing text line from Stephen who said he was curious that uh, if the, the NIL stuff might cause some problems in some locker rooms. And his example was you have a guy making 300000 and there's a guy two lockers down getting 50000 Now, you know, the other reality in that is there's not too many college kids, college football players, that, you know, unless there's some sort of gigantic star, there's not too many depth guys or rotational guys, offense, defense, who are going to be, you know, terribly, terribly upset with making $50,000 on the side through a quote-unquote NIL deal. But, you know, will you have some scenarios? Yeah, there will be some deals are going to have to kind of work through. And uh, it'll pop up. It's just it's just a matter of time. And, you know, uh, Stephen, you and I can... <laughs> We can stand here and talk about it and kind of lament some of the things that it's open to. Um, I, I, If I'm being honest, I would hope that those things don't happen. I would hope for a team's sake and for teammates' sakes and stuff that you don't have those things happen. But I, I bet you will at some point. If there isn't, it's, I'm not saying, you know, that anybody's going to go put that toothpaste back in the tube at any point. I don't think they are, but just sort of, I don't know, organizing the whole thing. Put a structure to it that everybody knows which lane to drive in and what the speed limit is and then make decisions according to that. All right. The Seminoles want out. Or at least that's the way I'm reading it. What do you think? Your thoughts coming up. I'm Matt. Just getting started with you on this Thursday in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Here we go. Hey, whether it's about winning the game... Or even losing the game. You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. Yes, here we go. I'm back with you. Jason's in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, on the country pleasing text line. This NIL discussion, he says, Kind of makes me want to gag right now. Completely antithetical to the Christmas season. <laughs> You're right. You're exactly right. Like, yeah, a good 10 minutes. And all I was doing was addressing Stephen's text earlier on the text line. Yeah, you know, sort of a hypothetical scenario that could be a one of the drawbacks to the current setup with the NIL deal. And so all we did was discuss possibilities. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's sort of... You're like, oh, gosh, I don't even want to think about that. It's terrible. But hey, reality very seldom is beautiful <laughs> all the time. Uh, another texter said, Matt, quick question. How does anybody know how much one of these players is making? We hear, well, John Doe quarterback at ABCU is making $2.3 million in NIL money this year. Who knows that? Who leaks that? He says, our agent's involved. The whole thing is a hot mess. (laughs) And, buddy, you're right. Now, it is kind of a hot mess. And how do they know? I don't know. Do they have to make it public? No. Is it? It's not public information. What 
guys are making in the in the the college football pay for play world right now. It's it's we don't know. And then certainly on the inside they'll talk to each other, and then I would guess agents are talking to each other too, and then probably collectives and and that sort of thing are talking to each other also on other sides of it. But you know how do they know that again? Who's leaking it? <laughs> you got me. Is it a hot mess? For sure it is, and that's why it's hard to keep up with. It it's hard to track. It's it's difficult to speak about it and debate it in quantifiable terms because you don't have them. You don't have them in front of you. You don't know for sure. And that's why a lot of people like me, I don't know, you might be the same way, but like me, you know, I love the games. With, with football, too, I love the practices, but I really love the games. Keeping up with the games, watch the game, game kicks off, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, Final score, we know the winner, who they play next week. You know, the games are the games. I I can keep up with that. I enjoy keeping up with that. I know how to keep up with that. I know how to track it. I know what it all means. Outside of that, a lot of the other things we used to keep up with, whether it's roster management and recruiting and, you know, quote, unquote, all those things, it's just impossible to track it and keep up with it. There's just no way to know. Um, and so I just let it go. You know, they say if you love something, you let it go free. <laughs> You'll turn it loose and <laughs> let it roam. And so I've had to just turn loose a lot of that stuff and just focus on the games. And so that's like, for me, honestly, it's like tonight, I got NFL football, man. Saints and Rams kick the ball off. And once the ball's in the air, I don't really care who's making what, honestly. And you got a college bowl game tonight. Um, it is the... Roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Remember that one. Household name. The Roofclaim.com Boca Raton. Am I saying that right? Raton? Is it Raton or Raton? I think it's Boca Raton Bowl. Anywho, it's in Florida, and it's at Florida Atlantic Stadium, and it'll be Syracuse 6-6 six and six hosting South Florida. I don't think Garrett Schrader is going to get to play for Syracuse tonight. But, hey, look, they kicked that game off. I'll watch it. I like the games, man. And I like the basketball games. Alabama went out west. By the way, Jason, they came out in your neck of the woods and got whipped last night. Arizona is a top five basketball team. They're ranked fourth in the country. They beat Alabama last night, 87 to 74. Um, drops Alabama to six and five on the year. What do you think about Alabama's basketball team, by the way? Real quick. Unranked, six and five. They have losses to Ohio State, Clemson, Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona. I mean, it's not like they're they're playing, they're losing the powder puffs here. This is they have played three top ten opponents in a row and lost to all three of them. In fact, with the loss to Clemson in there, Alabama's basketball team's lost four out of its last five games. His only win was over Arkansas State at home in Tuscaloosa. They beat the tar out of them, beat them by 24 points. But Clemson, an unranked team who they lost to by eight, then they had a six-point loss to top-five team Purdue. They had a three-point loss to a top-ten team Creighton. And then last night, fourth-ranked Arizona beat them by 13. No, that's right. I'm wrong. I, wait. Is it 13? Yeah, that's right. Beat them by 13. So, I mean, they're 6-5, and five, but there's some decent losses in there, too. So, you know, I wouldn't write them off. 
and the kid I'm pulling for for Alabama, Mark Sears, he played 36 minutes in that game last night. Good heavens. 36 minutes in one ball game. After riding on an airplane for two and a half hours <laughs> to get out there. And at 12, midnight back home. They didn't tip that game off until 10 p.m. Uh, Central Time. So, look, I, I'm like, y'all, I, it's a – the NIL stuff is a hot mess. It is. And you can't keep up with it because you don't have any of the info. It's impossible to know. I mean, and some things are pretty obvious. You know, you see certain teams that, you know, they, they go out and kind of get who they want in the portal. Well, what are they doing? <laughs> I mean, it's obvious they're paying them because that's what the portal is more than anything else. Um. But it's not against the rules anymore. So so here we are. So just, you know, for me, when are the games? Tell me when they start. Let's watch the games. And I, I can follow the games. I'm like you. I can follow the games. I can understand it. I can understand the outcomes. The rest of it, I can't follow it. And I can't make heads or tails of it. And since ultimately it doesn't necessarily have a an impact on me one way or the other, I just, I do like a, you know, like if you got a caged animal and you really love it, you just set it free. <laughs> just set it free. Uh, PT for MSU text the show, and he says, now I've only been a State fan for about 20 years, he says, but Garrett Schrader might be my biggest what-if player. He says, I've kept up with him ever since he left State. Love the guy. Isn't he like a – he's a different cat now in terms of the way he plays the game. Left state after signing with Moorhead, playing for Moorhead as a freshman. You know, one of these fearless guys. You know, he's been through a lot. Got his jaw broken uh, in a fight with Willie Gay at practice or something like that. And then winds up transferring to Syracuse, becomes a starter across multiple years. And big-time two-way guy. Made a lot of plays for him. Uh, never, I, you know, I don't think Garrett ever became, you know, a, a real big-time passer. But just because he was a gamer and he could really run and just big athlete, a winner, you know, figure out a way to win games. He's, he's certainly interesting. But I think he got banged up at the end of the regular season, so it's my understanding he's not going to be able to play. And uh, you hate that for him. But the other side of that is, I mean, it is just the Boca Raton Bowl. I mean, I get it. Players want to play. You don't want to miss. I get it. But – you know, that's another thing we have in college football that you don't have in any other level of of competition. You just don't have it, really, at any other level of any sort of organized competition. And that is a postseason that for about 90%, 90 to 95% of the participants, it's really just a consolation deal. It's like a fun thing. It's It doesn't have any bearing. Well, and so because of that, Yes, we've seen it over the years. We get a lot of opt-outs. I saw where Florida State's got some key players opting out of their game. They're playing in one of these New Year's Six Bowls against Georgia, but they didn't get in the playoff at top four, so they're just out. You know, like, I'm going to make sure I'm healthy, as healthy as I can be for training for the combine sort of thing. And you see a lot of that, too. And, I, you know, as a fan watching those things, I understand that, you know, all these other bowl games, they are kind of like consolation games, and if You've got players who've opted out. Now all of a sudden you're going to play a game with your backups. I'll be honest with you. It's no less interesting to me. It's really not. I mean, like somebody, I forget what game it was the other night, but one of the bowl games, both quarterbacks, 
you know, the starting quarterback for both of those teams in a bowl game had uh, hit the transfer portal and they weren't in there. And so you got these teams in some random bowl game and they're, they're all of a sudden playing kids who hadn't played all year or at least haven't started. It's still very interesting. I'm not so sure it isn't more interesting. Because, hey, let's turn it on and see how this backup kid looks. You know, he hadn't played all year. Let's see how it looks. So in terms of just looking at it with a, you know, from the perspective of you don't have anything riding on it, it's neat. As a former player, it's kind of neat. Some young guys get opportunities in bowl games, quote-unquote bowl games that they haven't had all year long. But it can actually add to the entertainment value. You know, sometimes for some of those things. So it's not, I wouldn't call it necessarily a bad thing all the time. Yeah, it's bad if it's your team, right? Let's say you're, let's say you're a team that you had nine wins on the regular season and you're playing in a bowl game with a chance to get your 10th win. And it'd be cool to have a double digit win season, right? And it might, I don't know, it might even be sort of like a threshold of a bonus on the coach's contract. Hey, you get X amount of dollars at the end of the year if you win 10 games. Well, you got a chance to win 10, and your three best players opt out. <laughs> and, well, two opt out and one transfers. Yeah, it's, it kind of stinks if it's your team. But for everybody else, that's, I don't know. It's kind of like watching NASCAR. They might have a big wreck. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the screen. You never know when one's going to flip going into turn two or coming out of turn two. It was going to get shoved up against the wall. You just don't know. It's kind of like NASCAR. Hey! Christmas is coming up. Jason and Flagstaff mentioned that. I got some gift ideas for you next. Stick around. Hot coffee. Man, a lot. I sure am thankful for a hot coffee. From High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi, if you're not getting your coffee there at least every now and then, my, my feeling is that you're missing out. Anywho, you also uh, might be missing out by not taking advantage of some end-of-the-year deals. And if you got a significant... Let me, let me back up. That's incorrect grammar. If you have a significant other, <laughs> you, you know, you're trying to really hit a home run on something that would make him or her happy. I got some ideas for you. No, and I'm not talking about socks, okay, and those kinds of things. I'm talking about some real sure enough gifts, some big orange gifts that run on gas and can move dirt and mow grass, <laughs> things like that. Let's talk about it now with my man, Jonathan McMillan from Divinity Equipment, Highway 51, Madison. J-Mac, the fastest Kubota man, the fastest <laughs> Kubota diesel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I said gas, hey, what but what were you about to say? The fastest. I was gonna call you. I was gonna call you. I was gonna call you. Made me feel good. <laughs> he was. 
<laughs> I was going to call you the fastest man east of I-55, uh, but hey, that's such a broad yeah. thing. I don't. I mean, it would. It is. Yeah. I'm glad has, you interrupted. Like I said, has been always. Uh, hamstrings <laughs> would probably blow up. So, yeah, no hamstrings. Okay, but hamstring. I said that runs on gas is diesel. Is it technically gas, or is that two different things? No, wait, you don't, oh, Matt, Matt, don't, <laughs> you, no, don't, don't do this on the radio when people are actually listening to you. Yes, diesel is definitely gas. Yes, yes, well, I'll give you an educational lesson later. So, okay, yes. all right, well, here's no, the reason. Kubota diesel, diesel engine, Kubota's actually the, uh, they have, they sell more diesel engines than anybody in the world. Wow. So, yeah, Kubota, uh, Kubota makes a heck of a diesel engine. So. Okay, and, and so, diesel engine, but other things as well. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I, you and I were talking the other day. I wanted to make sure that people listening to this show uh, knew that this might be, this end of the year might be a good time. If they've been thinking about it or sitting on the fence or kind of looking to make that big splash, big purchase maybe for Santa Claus to leave something in the driveway, now might be a good time. Tell me just a little bit about it. Well, you know, the past few years you know obviously we've been dealing with with equipment shortage and just just inventory issues and i mean last year at this time you know people would come up and hey i, I need to get a skid steer i need to get an excavator i'm ready to buy this big tractor and i mean we just have to look at them and really laugh like i mean man i wish i wish i could get you one uh-huh. so this year is a little better i mean inventory is a little better you know of course you know, of course we, you know, we've got our locations here in madison and jackson and then you know, talking to all my other, you know, other Kubota dealer network around the state. You know, everybody, everybody's a little better on inventory. So whenever you come in, we're not just laughing. We may actually have something for you, but we're still limited. So that's that's what I'm saying. So okay. And really, the past two weeks, um, you know, three weeks. I mean, we've had a, we've had a lot of folks coming in. Um, you know, trying to trying to get those last minute end of the year deals. You know, for you know, you you take you know. From, depreciation on your taxes or whatever you're trying to do for your business if you're looking looking forecasting next year trying to yeah. trying to get something to uh to improve what you've got going on from a business standpoint you know we've, we've got you covered from a from a tractor to an excavator to a skid steer uh turf equipment lawnmowers um even even utility vehicles like with our with our rtvs you know yeah. gas and diesel we have those ready to go so yeah the um the RTVs and there's one that'll go what forty miles an hour I think it is. Yep, we've got that's the eight fifty. Um, eight fifty. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a fifty horsepower unit and it runs runs right at forty miles per hour. Yeah, heck of a unit. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're trying to get out in the woods, which I needed to be in the woods all week because I've had buddies and I'm sure you've had two that have sent me pictures of them killing deer all week and I'm sitting here <laughs> peddling equipment. So yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Anyway, yeah, it's all same. Good. Well, and I was going to ask that. I I would imagine. I mean, that my perception of, you know, the like the RTV sales would be that we're looking at mostly like, it's for use for hunting use. Um, maybe the occasional other well, outdoor it, activity. Well, you, you would think that, and, and it is a lot of that. Kubota makes like an eight fifty, and we have a little five twenty, and those are great little gas units. Um, get in the woods, but really, I mean. And, and even on our diesel side, you know, our you know, our, our, our 900s, 920s, and then our 1140s and 1100 cab units, um, you, you would be surprised. I mean, yes, people do use those around the house, around the farm. Um, but we have a lot, of, a lot of folks on the golf side. I mean, a lot a lot of folks out there uh, working. Yeah. Uh, you pipeline crews, uh, MDOT, sides of roads. I mean, you know, those things um, with that engine, I mean, they're, they, they, they're really good units, really reliable, but you 
you see a lot of those on the industrial side too, not just not just really recreational. So, sure, yeah. Jonathan McMillan on your radio right now with uh, Divinity Equipment, of course, and they've got locations: Highway 51 in Madison, Gluckstadt, uh, Spring Ridge Road uh, in Jackson. And as far as uh, up through the end of the year, I mean, we're getting close. It's already the 21st. We got Christmas, and the next thing you know, New Year's coming. But in terms of you know, being open and hours and everything, everything pretty much normal except right there this weekend with Christmas? Yeah, we're going to be. So we're obviously open all day today. Today We'll be open tomorrow, pretty much all day tomorrow. We may we may shag out a little early. Um, we're doing okay. both stores are going to do, uh, do, some, do some Christmas stuff for the crew, but we'll still okay. be open tomorrow. Okay. Um, and then, of course, Christmas Day on Monday uh, will be closed. And then New Year's Day the following week, you know, that following, I guess, Monday okay. will be closed. But we'll be open all next week, you know, regular, regular store hours. Um, okay. All right. So, yeah, you know, you know, you know and, the, they, of course, coming to pay cash, the, the deals, you know, the manufacturers are starting to put more deals back on equipment as, as dealer lots are, are starting to fill back up. So okay. there is end of the year dollars off. You know, my reps are giving some extra money uh, toward toward different pieces of equipment. If you don't want to pay cash, the finance rates, I know that's kind of, you know, a big thing. Everybody talking about how, how you know, how high the, the, the interest rates have gotten. But really, with our equipment, I mean, we can still 0% for 48 months, 1.99, 2.99 for 72 months. So we really have some really good rates. Right. Um, that we can get you into something, you know, at a low monthly payment. Right. Okay. With no money down. So, with no yeah. money down, which is a big key for sure. Okay. And yeah, I just need to give you, I just, if I did it with you, I just need to use your credit. Uh, <laughs> borrow your credit, Matt. I'd say I'm Matt. <laughs> at your own <laughs> risk, buddy. i tell you that much. <laughs> well, and, and I wouldn't want to waste your time. But I will tell if you're listening to, um, DaviniEquipment.com. And you, so you got store hours, locations, phone numbers, all that's right there. Uh, com. you can check it out hey jonathan real quick you mentioned yep um at the end of the week kind of at the end of the day to, tomorrow you're going to do some christmas stuff with the crew and the staff there uh is it going to be anything like thanksgiving where your guy uh had that great big crock pot full of boudin that they made oh, man that was so good that was so, so good no, they we we blew it out thanksgiving i tell you <laughs> you that, really that, that, did that, we blew it out Thanksgiving. It was good. So we're, I think we're just doing barbecue tomorrow. Which there you is go. Going to be good. But, yeah, you know, well, fine. Uh, yeah, well, it, man. I, I feel the, the dead blame coconut cake. I mean, I need ooh, more of that coconut cake. You weren't. So, uh, you, anyway. you, might, you might not have been the fastest man east of I-55 after three or four pieces of <laughs> coconut cake. Man, Thanksgiving. I was hurting. I was hurting all weekend after that. That was bad. That uh, coconut cake was good. I might tell Coach to. Miss Kay's gonna have to make some more cake. That's all. Hey, when I'm I was leaving that day, when I was leaving that day, he came out with that um, Tupperware thing about a what two quarts full of that boudin <sighs> to send home with me. And I'm not kidding you, Jonathan. I ate on that for like the next week after Thanksgiving. A little here, and a little there. I just kept eating it and eating it. At one point, Annabeth goes, "Do you think that stuff ever like goes bad? Like you're still eating it." <laughs> No, man, it's good. It never goes bad. I, I was like, so, look, so, so, there's one so way to find guy, out. Mr. Gordy and his wife, Colin, they actually make that. That uh, actually was homemade. They did that at their house. Man, so, yeah. It was they so do good. a great job yeah. for that. 
Yeah. Do a great job. With Fantastic. It. See, I mean, where else can I get a skid steer and some boudin all in one trip? No, <laughs> Other I than do any. Coconut cake. Don't forget that also. <laughs> Jonathan, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Look, um, mm-hmm. tell everybody there uh, Merry Christmas if I don't get to tell them myself. And, and uh, we'll try to let people know you got tractors and skid steers and RTVs that'll go 40 miles an hour. Thank you. I will, man. Appreciate it. Merry yeah. Christmas to everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. That's Jonathan McMillan, Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Y'all stop by. Uh, really good folks. And it is true. You know, if you go back, like he said, okay, so we're sitting here at 23. But if you go back really just two years ago, you were still in a situation where, you know, inventory at, at places isn't, you know, wasn't what it always has been and and even what it is now and so things are thankfully kind of you know getting back to normal a little bit and you do have end of the year deals a place like the Vinny, you know you do have end of the year deals you do have money off some of that too you can see it whether it's tractors or whatever piece of equipment it is you might be interested in here uh some of that is right there front and center at the website which is DaviniEquipment.com, and uh, go check that out but, but pretty much normal store hours next week, okay? And I guess that's because what? Um, Christmas Day this year is actually on a Monday. So then the rest of the week, you'd have a, a normal work week. All right. So that'll wrap it up for Hour 1 here on this Thursday. Hour 2 coming up after this. We'll kick it off with the story from today. The Seminoles are circling the wagons, loading them with lawyers, and seeing if they can get out of their ACC contract. More on that coming up. Stick around.